I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to Lit and Libations. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Audra. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about Autumn. I know. This was such is a... It, is it Allie or is it Ollie? Allie Smith. I think it's... Allie a- Smith. Yeah, it's Allie Smith. Um, this is the first of a quartet of seasonal-themed novels, and I think this one is just spectacular. So we started with the first one. They're not really connected other than, like, thematically, I think. Um yes. And I loved it. I this book was really like surprising to me. Yes, because I felt like I, I knew what it yeah. was about, and then as I read it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is just like very different than I expected." But I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I loved it too. It it definitely I loved it more than I thought I would. It, yeah, it really sucked me in, and I I zoomed through this book. Yeah. like I yeah. just wanted to keep reading it. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but before we do that, uh, so we will be discussing this novel for two episodes. Yes. And then we're going to take a week break. I know we had kind of just got back from a long break, but Sadie and I will be together in Boston with, uh, some of our other family members. And you know what? I, while it would be great to like record in person again, I just can't commit to taking time away from all of the no, we can't festivities do to do it. So we're we're giving ourselves a break, but that gives you more time to read our next book because it's a big one. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's The Ground Beneath Her Feet by Salman Rushdie. Uh, and we're going to split it up. Uh, we're going to do three episodes mm-hmm. and discuss six chapters each. And I really actually think I'll be able to stick with it because there's so much in this book. Like, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much to talk about and the story is just it's just such a lovely like long involved tale. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited and we'll be able to split it up pretty easy. But that gives you time to get it read. So pick up a copy from your local bookstore, bookshop.org um and get reading. And while it is a large book, it's it's you're going to be fine. Like yeah. don't let that intimidate you. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I think that's it housekeeping wise yeah i think so um what are you drinking this fine fall autumn evening okay so Um, i'm not excited about this okay so kendrick and i are um doing a juice fast this is day two of three okay so we've been drinking these juices from vive juicery which is a local uh juicery here in salt lake and so you drink, there's six a day, uh-huh. you're just drink them like every two hours and drink lots of water. And it's not that you can't eat, but it's like, if you do have like some celery or like something quote clean, mm. uh, I don't quite know why I'm doing this. So one of our friends brought up that they did it and really liked it. And I was like, well, I don't like the whole detoxing because yeah. your body already detoxes itself like right. I feel like a lot of that's just a, mar- a, a scam because yeah yeah nothing really does that you're that's what your some of your organs are for but anyway so I that kind of but I liked the idea of just kind of a reset because I probably eat a little too much sugar I probably yeah. don't eat like I don't think I'm awful but I could be more conscious of my eating if that makes sense yeah. like yeah what do I really want like trying new th- like being open to new things and like why am I eating and what am I eating and, and that sort of thing. So I kind of liked the idea of more of like a mental reset with it. Dude, it's hard because yeah, like, I'm, I well, I'm just glad it's only three days. Cause like some people go fucking crazy with that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see how it goes. Maybe it's something I do like once a month or a couple months or something. If yeah. You, Cause I've kind of, it's hard, but I, I like it. Um, and actually most of the juices taste good except for this one that I have to drink right now. Oh like, no. I am. I just have to, I just have to chug them. What's like, the well, flavor? I, okay. So this one is called Stella and it's cucumber, granny apple, spinach, celery, kale, lemon, and lime. I'm surprised that that tastes so bad i think why it sucks so much for me is the celery and the kale oh it's a little too veggie 
I do not like the taste of celery. Oh, really? Even though it doesn't really have a taste, like when it's like this. Yeah. Kendrick agrees with me and he's more of a veggie person, but he says this one sucks too. But the rest of them are all, they actually all taste pretty good. There's like a sweet mint kind of one in the morning and then there's like a pineapple. It's more than this, but the flavor I remember is like pineapple and then there's like chia seeds in it. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is a beet one, which I like the taste of it. It's just a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, so that one is a little, takes a little bit for me to get down to. And then there's one that has like charcoal in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that one doesn't taste bad. It's just kind of got that charcoaly. So again, I kind of just have to suck it down. And then this one I have to suck down, but then the last one's really nice. It's more like almond milk and like it's more of a milky night. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, so I can't drink it. I, I, I'm committed now. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. So that's what I'll be uh, sucking down tonight. And then I brought my water though, because I'm just going to have to suck this down as quick as I can. And then I'm going (laughs) to need something else to drink. And I'm supposed, I had a little bit of a headache today, so I don't know if I'm just not, I'm not drinking as much water as I normally do, honestly, because because you're drinking so much, so much liquid. liquid. Yeah. And then I'm like, ugh, like it's so it's hard to I've got to force myself to because I, I did I've a little also, bit of a headache today. I've also heard I've I've had other um, friends who have done like juice cleanse type type of things. And actually, headaches are really common with it. Um, mm. Every single friend that I've known that has done it has gotten headaches. And that it well, like that it gets it worse from... before it gets better. Like, does that make sense? Like, they feel yeah. really like I had a friend who did one. Well, actually, my boss did one for like five days, and she said like the second and third day were the hardest, and that she just felt like shit, and then um, and had like really bad headache, and um, just like did not really tired, you know. And then, well, that's I mean, mine's only three days, so <laughs> I'm just gonna be miserable. yeah. So, but well. <laughs> I mean, but then it'll yeah. be over. Yeah. <laughs> then it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is only three days. It's fine. And I'm not doing it alone. And that helps. Yeah. 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 It, it could be like from the lack of sugar too. Like I know I consume far, mo- could be. far more, like way more sugar. So that could be what it is or, yeah. or caffeine. Maybe I have like a matcha latte pretty much yeah. every morning. Yeah. So anyway, but could that's. Be. That's my, I mean, well, it's pretty, it's a pretty it's green pretty, color. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Um, drinking that. Okay. I'm going to suck some of this down while you tell us what you're okay. drinking. Well, I'm having a much better beverage. I'm happy to report. Um, Brian, love of my life, made me an espresso martini tonight. And it is, oh my gosh. Audra's flipping me off as she sucks down her garbage juice. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it, it tastes... Like on the one hand, it doesn't taste bad. It's like nice and refreshing. Like, uh-huh. like just tastes really. But but the this aftertaste, I swear it's the celery. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem as bad tonight as it did last night. Yeah. So maybe I'm just getting used to it. So maybe I can have more juices in my life because I can just suck them down. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I I. I'm really jealous. Brian it's needs so to make. Good. Can he? Can he make me an espresso martini when I'm there visiting yes. soon? Yes, and he makes great espresso martinis. He makes them really great, and he also he's so cute. He always um, does really cute garnish because well, a it's always really nice because he uses real espresso. So there's an actual like crema on the top, like the foam, and then um, but he always either garnishes it with beans. Um, coffee beans or he will um he'll like leftover espresso you know powder Mm. he'll basically sprinkle on top and it just looks so fucking good and it tastes delicious can we hire him to like be our bartender yeah when while we're while we're visiting yeah yeah oh my god he would play bartender he would love that job he would he would fulfill his duty dutis, dutifully. He would do a wonderful job. Oh, remind me to tell you something off episode about cocktails. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I still want to forget. Okay. okay. Well, that sounds delicious and it looks beautiful and I'm Thank super you. jealous and I'm well, glad that Well, don't you... worry. I get to I get to see you in like a week, so I'll make sure you get one first thing. Appreciate it. 
Um, okay, well, I guess we should get into it. Do you? Yeah, I'll do. Kind of a hard, I mean, actually, it's not a hard book to give a I, synopsis. I found, There's just so much more than the synopsis. But. I found like an okay synopsis. So this is not me. This is the Wikipedia. But I actually think it summarized it pretty well without like giving away. I, well, okay, let's just start before I give a synopsis of the book for anybody who hasn't read it. This book is like not plot driven basically at all it's all like voice driven so when I tell you what this book is about it actually has like very little to do with at least what I find most interesting to talk about with this book but general premise of the book um, Daniel Gluck a 101 year old former songwriter is asleep and dreaming in his care facility he is regularly visited by 32 year old Elizabeth Demand who has been his next door neighbor as a since she was a young child her mother had disapproved of their early friendship based on her belief that daniel was gay but elizabeth had nevertheless formed a very close bond and friendship with him um and was inspired by his descriptions of works of art um as a consequence and his influence on her um, elizabeth is now a junior arts lecturer at a london university um, a major character in the novel is the long dead 60s pop artist pauline body um, I hope I'm saying that right. I might be Bodhi. Um, the subject of Elizabeth's graduate school thesis, um, the story largely, so like this, the way that this book is written is it kind of alternates between Daniel's dreams um, <clears throat> while he's asleep in the care facility and then also what's going on with Elizabeth and with also flashbacks um, kind of back and forth between times that they spent together when she was young and... Um, and leading up to her visiting him. And then all of this is kind of told with the backdrop of Brexit having just happened. And this book was written like immediately after Brexit. Um, this book came out in 2017 and it was nominated. I, I talked about last time it was nominated for a Man Booker Prize and it was shortlisted. Um, and actually it was like the favorite to win, but then lost to my other favorite novel, uh, Lincoln and the Bardo. So this is a really and interesting book. <laughs> I want to add too. So like with it, it, I know it came out. I mean, she wrote this and published this so quickly after yeah. Brexit happened, yeah. which is super impressive. And like, I mean, I really think, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's so cool about this book that it did come out when it did. I mean, it would be great anytime yeah that makes sense like even if this came out i mean now but how quickly it came out after brexit happened i mean she wrote she was writing it before yeah um i think it's just so it's interesting when books fit so well in the time period like that Mm -hmm. and i i think it's just uh i don't know i was in awe of it so because it's such a lovely lovely book and just the writing and i just it's so good it was so good and i thought like it captures um book a lot of it is is very like stream of consciousness and Mm -hmm. um it really captures i think like the feelings that were like that everybody was kind of going through as like a community as a country you know and and as a country that's part that was part of a group and no longer is you know like i just thought that this um there there were some really interesting parallels to the way she wrote this book and talking about Brexit as like mm-hmm. other elements in the story. So like one of the things that Elizabeth demand her main, her, you know, one of the main characters does is she goes to visit Daniel and while he's asleep, cause he's asleep very nearly every time she comes to see him, um, she reads to him. And one of the books that she reads to him is a tale of two cities by Charles Dickens, which, um, you know, that's the one where even if people haven't read it, they're very familiar with like, you it was the, the best of times. Line. It was the worst of so times. It was the worst times. Yeah. I know. I love, I love, I mean, just how, just how it starts. is great. Mm-hmm. I love the opening scene. Uh, I don't know. I didn't want to cut you off. No, yeah, go, go it was for great. it. Um, I was just, I wanted, I had wanted to read out at least that first little yeah. part, but yeah. I love, and, and I do, this is so like Sadie said, it alternates between you know, Daniel's basically, I don't know. I kind of think of them as like death dreams. He's like in, in between these worlds, right. Of life and death. And these are like all of his. And he's like going through memories and, and like, 
everything he thinks kind of comes into existence as like in live writing you know and it's yeah Yeah. it's really interesting it was definitely not how I expected the book to start like it's a pretty jarring introduction and but also I think what it it I think you pick up really quickly on what's happening. Yeah. Which is nice. Like I like her writing in that it is very kind of, it's very thematic. It's very almost ethereal and, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't give a ton of exposition, Mm -hmm. but it's, but it's not, I mean, some things I've read, it's like, Oh, I've really got to like work at this. There's like, you've really Mm got to put more effort into figuring out what's going on, which isn't bad. It's a good thing, but And this, it's just, it flowed so nicely and easily. And I really enjoyed that, that Mm -hmm. you could always still kind of know what's going on and feel really invested in the story, not just the language and the theme. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because even though there isn't too much of a plot, there's still a great, there's great interactions and story and dialogue and scene. It's like, it's not, there's such a nice balance, I feel like, in the book. I agree. And it's also just, I think... The voice is so important because the what plot there is or what like storyline that there is, it's not mm-hmm. given to us in any kind of linear way. It bounces all over the place. And um, yeah. but I think it really works. And I think that it's that in and itself is like a theme of what she's trying to say, you know, which I think that there are a lot of like interpretations here of like what she's saying, but, but like just about like how life is and what it like means to be human and how everybody experiences life and how weird life is to experience. And, um, and you know, this book is called autumn and there's a lot of references to autumn and that time of year. But I also think like, the idea of, you know, nearing the end, you know, of of the year, like of, of someone's yeah. life, um, the way that like memory is um, used in this book and like the way that memory kind of like works in life is um, I just thought it was it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous the way that she did it. But it like you said, like it's very easy to follow. And part of that I, th- mm-hmm. I think is just because the characters are so like lovable. Um, like Elizabeth is really funny. She's like very outspoken. She's been outspoken since she was like a child. And um, so witty too. Like just, I yeah. love being in her, her head, her voice. Like it's, it's, she's not, um, she's not mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a g- loving, empathetic person, but she's also just like no nonsense and sees the truth of things and like just has this lovely wry and self-deprecating like yeah. outlook. But then like I love how she talks about her mother, her relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. I love that in the book as well. We can get all into it, but yeah. yeah. Well, like one thing about um, some of the funniest, this book is actually quite funny I I and mm-hmm. I also found it to be very uplifting, even though you know the main one of the main characters is on like the precipice of death. Um, but there's these really really funny like bureaucratic moments where Elizabeth is, which I think ties into Brexit as well. But like there are these moments where you know she needs to like renew her passport. And there's so many scenes of her like going through the process of just trying to like renew her passport. And oh, you know, like this picture is not good enough. You need to like, it's too oh small God, or too big funny. or your hair, so like your fringe is in the way. She's like, that's not my fringe. That's my forehead. Like, what are you talking about? And it's just so funny. And she just points out just kind of like the ridiculousness of it. It kind of felt like. This book is very British to me in its humor as well, right? Like that, like dry, bureaucratic, like, like, like I felt like the the She's guy. She's a Scot. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I love it. Yeah, you can tell. There's a totally there's tell. a British humor, in my opinion, and I could just be making this all up in my head. But in my <laughs> opinion, there's a there's a British sense of humor, but then there's also a very like English versus Scottish yeah. sense of humor. Yeah, and I feel like. The Scottish one has the same that same kind of like irony and like dry wit as English, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more like not as pompous. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not as pretentious and like it's yeah. It's like the humor of people who, you know, still 
I don't know. It's anyway. I think it's a really nice sense of humor in the book. Yeah, and like the there are these moments that were so funny to me, and like the dialogue was I thought so clever, and like the <laughs> way that the scenes were set up, like when she, especially when she first goes to like basically their version of the oh, it's the post office, and it's everybody has their number. It felt like the RMV, you know, like yeah, uh, and like totally. And um, everybody getting a or number just and waiting. Bureaucracy in general, yeah. and like yeah. I think, yeah, it's a nice, yeah. And then like the the way that the the guy who's helping her is like trying to make jokes, but like they all fall flat. But then she tries to make <laughs> jokes, and he doesn't get her jokes, and it just goes back and forth, and it's just so ridiculous. But you know, she ends up going to the post office like three fucking times, and like getting sent back yeah. because of her passport photo. And then there's another um, scene where she. I don't know if it's like the library or something, but she needed to show like ID. And so she's like, here's my passport. And they're, they're like, it's expired. We can't accept an expired passport. She's like, but it's clearly me. And it's clearly like was at one point a passport. Like what is going on? And then they're like, oh, well, don't you have a utility bill on you? She's like, who just has like a utility bill on them? Like this is ridiculous. And she's not mean about it. She's not like a Karen, like throwing a fit. She's just pointing yeah. out like the ridiculousness of all yes. these like red like all this red tape that she has to go through just to get a fucking passport. And it's, I just thought it was absolutely delightful. And I think a lot of that like witticism and um, the interactions that she has with other people and like just the, the way that she kind of like involves herself w with the world is so much of that is shaped by Daniel, but like we don't even realize it because it's not given to us in a linear fashion. So we see stuff from her and then like later in the book, we'll get like a flashback to some interaction that they had that you're like, oh, like, OK, like maybe that's where that, you know, like little thing that she does comes from. And I just think it's really, really clever. Same with Daniel. Yeah, I, that happens a lot with Daniel, too. Oh, yeah. He's oh, Daniel's great. I. I don't know if I was reading too much into it, but I loved like the, so the novel is, is dealing with Brexit and the aftermath of Brexit and a lot of the, you know, uh, I don't know what best way to group it, but basically the anti-immigrant, we'll put it that Nativism. way, like anti-immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. And going on and, and that's like a really poignant part in the book. I love how her mom like is so upset and she goes and mm -hmm. like destroys that fence at an immigrant. Like it's like a detention center. Yeah. Um, but, but I almost took, I don't know. I kind of was reading to that because a lot of the responses, you know, especially with uh, people who get here quote illegally and just, you know, it's really hard to make, mm -hmm. to come in legally and to be a citizen, mm -hmm. and especially, especially if you're, coming from a place where it's not like I don't know Western Europe so I think it's right and I think it's it, it was like an interesting like she's pointing out that even as a citizen mm -hmm. look how ridiculous this is how un like it takes forever it's not even because of it's just like bureaucratic bullshit it's just mm -hmm. you know she's pointing out like to me, I was like, yeah, for a citizen, it's that hard. It's that ridiculous. I just yeah. think it was a nice parallel with like what people are going through and just kind of another way of pointing out just the. Yeah, I definitely think she did that. I definitely think she did that on purpose. I don't think it was. But it's such a, a clever way of pointing out the problem. Yes. Without because yes. it's it's doing it from like the perspective of like the very from someone someone who like the people who were pro-Brexit and like anti-immigrant could relate to because everybody's had to go to the fucking post office and everybody's had to deal with stupid bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. Everybody's had to deal with this. And so yeah. um, I think it's a really clever way of doing it because I think some people, unfortunately, like when they hear something like that from the opposition or from like the side that they are against – then like they just turn like their ears just turn off and they just like stop listening and they're just like well if you just did it legally like what's the problem it's not like it's that hard even though yeah. like half of them wouldn't be able to pass the citizenship test you know like it's I think it was a really clever way of of doing it and fitting it in um I also loved like there are these chapters that um 
that aren't really exactly from anybody's perspective um, here and there, but like talking about Brexit and these kinds of like the references throughout the novel that are made to A Tale of Two Cities um, chapter. Well, it's not really a chapter, but it's within, I think, the first section of the book. But it's all across the country. There was misery and rejoicing all across the country. What had happened whipped about by itself as if a live electric wire had snapped off a pylon in a storm and it was whipping about in the air above the, the trees, the roofs, the traffic. All across the country, people felt it was the wrong thing. All across the country, people felt it was the right thing. And then it just goes through it. It's an entire chapter of just going back and forth of like showing like the divide in the country and um, which Brexit was like a very, very, very close vote. And it was like very unexpected. So 51% of the country had elect, you know, said that they wanted to leave um, the EU. And then, you know, like 49.5% of the country said that they wanted to stay. So it's, I thought that was such a clever, like, illustration it's also like a, a callback to a book you know that comes up throughout the story but also um such a good illustration of just like what the country felt like and I also yeah. felt like I read that and I felt like she was as just as easily talking about our country like the United States yes. in 2016 mm-hmm. and what that felt like and um still feels like in a lot of ways and I just I loved how it, this book like wasn't about Brexit, really. Yeah. But it so perfectly like illustrated how people were feeling. Yeah, I agree. I I I thought the I don't know if we should just talk more about the themes of it. That's the thing that there's so much so much thematically in this book, but then like the story and the relationships are great. Like, I think we should talk love, about all of it. Like it's so, I mean, which luckily we have two episodes to talk about it. I just can't figure out, I can't figure out where to go next. I'm like, Oh, how do I segue? I guess we yeah. just, whatever we could just talk but about. I, I love, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really just enjoyed the relationship so much between Daniel and Elizabeth because mm-hmm. I thought it was so nice to, to, to like have this very heartfelt, like, relationship between this younger girl and then this older man but it was there was nothing like lolita-ish or predatory about it it was just so very nice to like read it was very wholesome like it was a very wholesome just like just beautiful like very real friendship that's what it was to me like this friendship between them from the time he was like 85 to when she's 13 when they meet or 11 or no she's eight she's eight years old when they meet like it's just so genuine and there was never a part of me where generally in a story if I'm reading about like an 85 year old trying to be friends with like an eight year old I'm like yeah like no but this but this book was yeah like their their friendship and their relationship is just it was really sweet and very tender yeah, I really liked it. And I love how they, uh, how she recants how they meet. So mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth's assigned to like interview a neighbor. And they, I mean, they've seen this neighbor before. They've like kind of noticed him. And it seems like his mom thinks she's he's a little off or kooky. And yeah, well, and she thinks he's gay. Which yeah, he, well, and so that's how, yeah, that's how she, it starts out. Like she's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, again, there's not like numbered chapters, um, in my copy, it's on page 43, but, um, Mm -hmm. old queen Elizabeth's mother said under her breath, why him? She said at the more normal level of voice, because he's our neighbor, Elizabeth said, and then it goes on. But I love like right away you let her, she lets you know what she thinks about him. And it's an interesting, like, I, I, I liked the transition that Elizabeth's mom had over time. Because yeah. then at the end of the novel, like Elizabeth's mom is in a relationship with a woman and like living her best life and yeah. happy and loved. And, you know, she's basically protesting, you know, against like the, the she feels like there's a lack of civility now in general and protesting against the treatment of immigrants and like going so far as to like get arrested. Right, right. <laughs> she's a she's a pretty funny character. 
She is. But I, so she's giving Elizabeth a hard time about interviewing her neighbor. And she's like, well, don't do it. You'll bother him. Like, just make up the answers. Like, make up. Make up a story and I'll get you like Beauty and the Beast on VHS tape. (laughs) Which, and it's funny because one of the like elements of uh, Daniel and Elizabeth's relationship is he, he encourages her to talk and make up stories and make Mm -hmm. like, and, and so it's interesting that she, that's kind of involved in how they even meet. And it's part of her doing that, that I think makes him interested. Well, and and you like find out that she does write this story about him before she meets him. And we don't, so we don't get to read it until the end like near the yes. end of the book, which is so sweet. Which I love because I was just like, oh, I really wanted to know what it is. I know. And then yeah. we get it. It's like a tree at the end, which is why this like the the way that, again, like I think she writes everything out of order is, is just was fun because it felt like it was very rewarding when we get certain things. Yes. Um, but I like, oh, my gosh, when they meet and they actually speak for the first time. Um, it is so cute. It's on page 52. And I just absolutely love this whole part. But it, he says, um, I'm very pleased to meet you both finally because she kind of like pretends that she has a sister and is just like really funny and awkward. Right. <laughs> and he says and she says, how do you mean finally? Elizabeth said, we only moved here six weeks ago. And he says the long life, the lifelong friends, he said, we sometimes wait a lifetime for them. And I just like my heart just was so happy reading that like it's just so so sweet and so cute and and also just real like I feel that way I feel like you know and I'm not even that old but I feel like like (laughs) sometimes you just know when someone's gonna be a lifelong friend or you hope that they're gonna be a lifelong friend and um this idea that you know he's waited his whole life to be friends with her is like I just like I loved this this introduction and the, the way that she's also introduced to this like new kind of like abstract way of thinking about things in the world. And um, I just I think it's just so cute. No, I agree. And I think it really fits into, you know, this idea of them being lifelong friends and like just their relationship with each other, how it trans. I feel like there's such there's all these themes of time, right? And what does time oh, mean yeah. and transcending time and and their relationship is such a great reflection of that too because it's like he's, you know, so much older and she's so much younger and but they're lifelong friends and then there's like this idea of these things transcending and how that's part of time and like yeah. you know how it can seem so slow and seem so fast and just like how rel I mean it's cliche because it's true, but how relative time is, you know, we've created Mm -hmm. clocks and timekeeping mechanisms and calendar and all that. And so it's, it's interesting to see the, just the fluidity of it, how she represents that in this novel Mm -hmm. in, I mean, there's talk of it Mm -hmm. in a bit, but, but I think it, she does such a nice job of just giving you these concrete like examples, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to really wrestle with those themes and like how to think about it. And I just, love how smoothly she does that like she's such a great writer yeah she well and it's funny that you brought that up because one of the passages that I'd highlighted that I loved so much was um like about two-thirds of the way through the book it's 175 and um they're talking about like I think he was talking about some music that he'd written because he was um he was a songwriter um, and he talked about how he'd written a song for someone and they played it at their concert and he was paid for that performance, basically. But she never recorded it. And he jokes about how he would have been a trillionaire um, and would have been rich enough to time travel. And Elizabeth asks him, can you sing? Not at all, Daniel said. Would you actually like to time travel, she said? If you could, I mean, and time travel was a real thing. Very much indeed, Daniel said. Why? And then he says, time travel is real, Daniel said. We do it all the time, moment to moment and minute to minute. And it felt like, um, and then he does this really cute like magic trick um, to a cat, you know? And like the cat is like really fooled by this trick. And it's like, it, 
like he it's just one of those classic like coin behind the ear kinds of tricks and then he says mm-hmm. see how it's deep in our animal nature daniel said not to see what's happening right in front of our eyes and i loved it because this book felt so out of time but yes and and um it felt like time travel and it did feel like even in his like dreams in in, in like the dreams that he has when he's asleep it kind of feels like like you said with those end of life dreams where you're kind mm-hmm. of almost going through memories that you didn't even know you had you know yeah. and um things that are like embedded into your brain but you just like don't have access to and like th- his ability to kind of go uh, across time like even with his body in his dreams, you know, he's old, he's young, he's like 10, he's 20, all within, you know, five minutes. And I, yeah, and I like how that theme of, of like the kind of irrelevancy of linear time um, shows up in the book in like five different ways, you know, like it's how yeah. she writes the book, it's what they talk about in the book, and it's how, um, the characters experience like the world and how we experience it and I just thought it was it was so brilliant but such a subtle yeah hand oh yeah I mean it like there's so there's just huge things in this book mm-hmm. but they're they're it's not intimidating right right well and that's it's kind of funny because I think you know when I first had picked it up I was surprised um like looking even just at the text of the book of like I think we have the same copy um, and how like large the text is, you know, like there's really yeah. not that much. I mean, this is like a normal, like an average length book. It's about like it's 260 pages. Um, but honestly, there's not that much text on the page. Like you can buy a, like I feel like most books that are this size generally have yeah. like smaller font or something, you know, that there's more like words going on. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this book was still like very full but it's so accessible in the way that it feels and the way that it reads that it it doesn't feel like pretentious or um it's funny like they talk about um she's an an art student and then becomes an art lecturer and there's this part where she's writing her like thesis and stuff and she kind of like laughs at herself at like the kind of like ridiculousness of academic writing sometimes and like arty art and and you know like just how it's just kind of like meaningful nonsense in a way and this book didn't feel like that like it didn't feel like this book had any kind of like pretension to it it didn't feel um like it was trying to be smarter than any average reader. It just kind of, it just was accessibly brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. I cannot yeah. wait yeah. to read her other stuff, honestly, after reading this. I know. It's funny because I was going to do that and then I um, just started reading other things after I finished this. Like I wanted to get through uh, Salman Rushdie and then yeah. there's just so many books to read I know, and not I know, enough I know. time. Well, yeah, but it's all right because uh, it's seasonal, so you just have to wait till winter, and then you re- can read winter, and then wait till spring, and then you'll read spring, oh. and then read summer I and love the summer. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect because I'm like, oh, but just talking about it made me remember, like, oh, I really want to read the other because I just really no. enjoyed it, and I loved. Um, what else really stuck out? I oh well, we haven't even. There's so much to talk about in the book, but um, I really enjoyed the kind of story within the story is kind of how I looked at it of, you know, so for Elizabeth's thesis, um, she is talking about this artist. Yeah. The Pauline body, like you talked Mm -hmm. about. And Mm -hmm. I love reading about her, you know, who she was a real artist and that kind of little subset and then realizing it connects to Daniel Mm -hmm. and like just just as cute not cute that's not the great it just was such a nicely tied up little story within the story that again showing all these things with time like just how through time they're all still connected to each other in these different ways Mm and uh I thought Mm -hmm. that was fun I really liked it it made me look up her photos and or her her artwork yeah and I mean I think it's kind of cool I think it's really it's, cool because I, I, I didn't know anything about her. And then um, I like that the introduction that we're given is 
from a flashback to when she was young and I think that they go on a walk or something and he asks her to like imagine a picture and he's describing this painting or this picture to her and um and asking her what she thinks and like what she likes and there's like some very specific parts of the image that um, stick out to her and like one of them is like an adult hand holding the hand of a baby hand and he asks her what she thinks and she's like well I like that they're both holding each other's hand but like in a different way like it's mutual like it's cute and they have this whole conversation about this like imagined picture that she puts in her head and then later on in the book you get to see her see the picture for the first time in like and she had no idea that it was real even you know like yeah. She thought it was just something that he had talked to her about and then as it at, like as we see like it um goes on from there but it it is a really like cool introduction to that and then it makes um the later passages where she figures it out kind of like and and his connection specifically to her um I found it to be really rewarding like I this book is just very rewarding yeah I agree yeah you do you it's so there's so much in it um and it is it's such a like even though it's dealing with him dying I mean he's 101 like the man's had a great life yeah but it, it is still sad but it was such a like you said uplifting book too like this book made me feel even though it's dealing with not only the death, but just the whole bullshit that came with Brexit and that's still happening. And just like, just these feelings, you know, the nationalism and, and it's just, it's a lot to deal with and it's a very depressing topic. Yeah. But the book I think lent an air of just that, you know, of optimism. And I think she kind of does that through Elizabeth's mother and kind of their progression yeah, and their relationship. I think it's a little bit through that. Cause that's, that's a hopeful, it, but realistic, you yeah. know, it didn't all of a sudden she didn't become like, they still have a relationship that can be challenging, but like it, it just seemed more hopeful. Yeah, I agree. And I, I liked, um, too, how, like, even though, you know, he, you know, they talk like throughout the book when she's visiting him and that, you know, the nurses are like, well, are you guys wanting to do this? Are you wanting to do this? Cause they, they've kind of like, adopted each other and so everybody thinks that she's like his granddaughter and that she and her mom have basically like the power of attorney in his life which I think that they do but like they've kind of like almost not faked this like actual familial relationship but that's Mm -hmm. just what they what they've done and um I thought because of the way that they kept the nurses keep talking to her about Daniel and how he's never awake, you know, and kind of like her, you know, being so emphatic about the fact that he's not comatose. He's just like sleeping. He's just tired, you know, like all the time. Yeah. Um, it, at first it kind of reads as her being kind of naive or in denial about like him dying. But then, you know, the last bit of the book is like him being awake you know, yeah. and seeing her. And I thought that that you know, it's lovely. was really, really beautiful. Like she, so she gets a, a call um, from the hospital, the care place and her, her mother's friend, this is like at the very end of the book, 256, her mother's friend sees her face change. She stops being flippant immediately. They're, they said to tell you, she says, your grandfather has been asking for you. And like when you first hear like that the care center called, you know, like you immediately think, oh, my God, he's dead, you know. Yeah. But um, but then you find out that he's like awake and he's asking for her and he knows that she's been there this whole time and he wants to talk to her. And then um, she goes in to see him and, you know, they're just so funny to each other. She says, hello. Hello again, Mr. Gluck. She says, Oh, hello, he says. I thought it'd be you. Good. Nice to see you. What you're reading. And we're going to have to talk more about the what are you reading um, introduction that he gives to her like every time he sees yes. her. Because there's a lot to that that we're going to have to get into the, in the next episode. But I just thought yeah. that this was such a oh, like I just really, 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 really liked it. And then, the, you know, that's not technically the last chapter. <laughs> um, there's like a couple pages after that, but it's very um, 
is it's very poetic ending at the at the end. It's just I I really I'm gonna have to like read this again. Like this is one of my favorite books. Like I think I've almost ever read. I loved it so so much. No, it's re- it's really good. I really liked it too. And there is there's a lot more to talk about, but it probably would be good to like we'll probably end here for yeah, now. Do you yeah, think? Yeah. And then, uh, but because we talked, there's just so much in it. It's so good. I, know. I really liked it. And I, I love the plan of reading that. That's that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, it was great. Good good pick. Thank like, you. Yeah, really good job. Um, um, do you have, have you been reading anything else? Or do you have any other like shows or anything that you've been watching? Uh, yeah, so I, let's see. Nothing new show-wise. Uh, but I have read a couple books that are really good so i um rachel cusk uh c-u-s-k her book second place Mm -hmm. i texted you about this one like a couple weeks ago i loved it this book was so i connected with this with the narrator and just in a way i never have within any other like main character and it was i really really liked it it's Mm -hmm. a great book um so i recommend that uh and it's kind of it's Again, not super plot driven, but it's basically this woman, uh, she has a daughter um, and her husband and they live, I can't remember if it says exactly where, but it's, it's like, I picture kind of like East Coast marshy area. Yeah. It's like upstate, kind of New York maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. And, and they have a home that they like invite artists to come stay in. So it's like on their property. It's like a guest house. And there's this painter that she just feels this connection with and is totally drawn just by his painting before she even meets him yeah and invites him and so it's kind of about that and just how their worlds intertwine and and it's really really good really recommend that one and it's a quick one and then i'm reading the old drift by namwali serpel okay have you ever heard of this no i haven't okay it's amazing like this book is so good um, I, d- I honestly, maybe we'll do it like on the podcast. Okay. I don't know, but it's, it's really, really, really good. It kind of makes me think of Gabriel Garcia Marquez okay. a little bit mm-hmm. only. And I don't want to give like everyone's different. They're all different, but I mean, if I had to pick something, I, that's kind of the vibe. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. which he's one of my favorites. It's so good. Really like it. Totally recommend. Okay. Uh, there's a new, um, what is their new book? I'll have to look it up because that's where I heard about it. They have a new book out. Um, Namwali does. But, oh, yeah. The Furrows just got released. Um, and it's set mostly in Zambia. She's a Zambian. She's from oh, Zambia. Cool. Um, yeah. Which it's really, really cool. Um, I read something else recently. Now I can't remember. Damn it. Well, this this juice is getting to me. <laughs> um, well, I have not read anything other than what we've been reading on the pod. However, um, I do have a new TV show recommendation. And I have to tell you, I oh. am like very excited. I was very um, uh, nervous about what was going to what this was going to be and I have to say I'm very pleased. Um so Interview with a Vampire um the new okay. a- the new AMC show came out okay. and it's the I think the first two episodes are have been released and I have to say I am so fucking happy with what they've done with that story because it is still very much like interview with the vampire but I think that they changed it in a really brilliant way and they're being okay. very um it's very well cast and they're also being so goddamn like explicit about the relationship between the two main characters Louis and Lestat so um if you haven't read those books, Interview with a Vampire by Anne Rice, like people make fun of them a lot, but it's kind of like a quintessential vampire like book. My mom really it's, likes Anne Rice. I think so I remember I read Interview great. with a Vampire and I liked it, but it's been a long time. It would probably do me good to reread it. Um, but yeah, I've my mom always read Anne Rice and Yeah. So uh, it, I think it, I, I think, think they're great. I think they're really great. Um but so the book, um, 
it's it's about this vampire basically he's telling his story to a journalist in like the 80s or something and um he's talking about you know his life and when he was turned and how like the last 200 years or so have been for him and in the book louis is like this um aristocrat in new orleans and he like lives on a plantation and he has slaves and but he's still like this great guy and it's like it's just like you know it's just it's a very interesting very like one-sided unreliable narrator kind of story and it's really interesting well in the tv show um they cast um i i forgive me i did not pull up his name but it's the actor that played gray worm in game of thrones he's a black man and um he's playing louis and they changed the timeline a little bit so instead of like happening pre-civil war the book the the tv show starts in like 1910 and um Louis is this like businessman in New Orleans who's kind of constantly having to deal with being a businessman in New Orleans as a black man and like the way that he's treated and um, the way he's invited into certain rooms that his family's not invited into, but like still the way he's, you know, really mistreated by the people around him. Um, Yeah. And then Lestat is still like Lestat, but they've made him like genuinely French, which he's supposed to be French. And They've they've made that relationship like much more explicit in the, the in them being like in a romantic relationship, um, which they did not do in like the movie um, interview with a vampire that had Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. And I That's, just yeah, they they made like a lot of really, really great changes that I think makes the story more interesting, like added added to the story. Yeah. And like makes their relationship really interesting. And um like I just and it's like a beautiful and it was well acted. It was so well cast. I've seen the first two episodes and I like I'm obsessed. I cannot wait to keep watching. Um, so I highly recommend, especially I will, like I will check it out. I think it's so worth it. I think it's it's so so you've, worth it. You've you've convinced me. I will check it out. Okay. Well, great. I can't wait he, wait to hear what you have to say because I think yeah. it's really good. Well, I will check that out. Um, and if you guys haven't, uh, please read Autumn by mm-hmm. Molly Smith. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and then the next book uh, is The Ground Beneath Her Feet by Salman Rushdie. So go pick up a copy of that as well and get going. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. I'm excited to dig more into it next episode. I so thanks, everybody. Yep. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.